for The Rush with Podcast Award winner Teddy Lehman and Tyler McComas. Are you fully confident uh, Dylan Gabriel's coming back next season? Or what are your expectations there? Fully confident that he's going to play really well on the 29th, and then we'll go from there. Well, I'm glad uh, they're confident he's going to play in the game. I'd really feel different about the Florida State game if uh, if that was the fact, right? Well, not so just I guess play in the game. He expects you to play well on the 29th. Play well, yeah. That's a bonus. Um, <laughs> yeah, that is uh, that's a good thing. Yeah, I don't. I, I still think that, that Dylan Gabriel's coming back. You know, we we hit on this. I would be shocked if he either went to the NFL or entered the transfer portal. There would have to be. He'd have to be really, really unhappy with his current situation, and I just don't think that's the case. Yeah, I really don't. Now, I, I mean, there's a couple different ways that you can look at that comment by Levy. One saying, oh, geez, he legitimately does not know what Gabriel's going to do. I, I tend to think after listening to it that it's coordinated. They know he's coming back. They know how he's going to do it. They probably even know when he's going to do it, and – Levy is just trying to help build up the suspense for an announcement that's going to drop probably sometime very shortly after the bowl game is what I would guess. Right. Yeah, um, I think so. I think that's what's going down. Um, well, how do you feel about Mims right now? Uh, a coin flip. But, he, I mean, here's the thing is, you know, they, they have probably had their draft grades back for – over a week now, right? Uh, same thing with Gabriel, I guess, if they, like, they was really looking into that. Mims said initially, I think both of them maybe did, that they were going to go home for the holidays and figure it out. Um, I would lean towards Mims coming back and us finding out about that pretty soon after the bowl game too. But I feel right. much better about Gabriel coming back than I do Mims. Right. It, does yeah. that, like, oh, look, because you've been – been critical of the wide receiver position the past two weeks. I think it's fair. I don't disagree with any of it. Does your thoughts change at wide receiver next year if Mims isn't back? And some people would say, well, yeah, duh, but when he's had such an up and down year is why I ask. Thought, do my thoughts about I, how good I think the receiving core can be next year? Is that yeah, yeah. Because, well, yeah, but n- not dramatically. Um, I, I think clearly having him back is is something that we need, right? We need that to happen. Um, but, and I don't mean this in a in a bad way on Mims. Like I just I don't view him as unreplaceable you know I think that you know if we have if we have some guys step up and and be reliable be consistent I think there's some guys on roster and coming on roster that could fill that void all that being said I hope Mims comes back because his experience is something that 
would would really be welcomed in that room. We're going to have a lot of talent. We're going to be short on experience. So uh, I would prefer he come back. But it's not catastrophic if he doesn't. Sure. I don't know if that comes across uh, the way I'm wanting it to, but that's kind of where I'm at with it. I, I want him back, but I don't lose all hope at wide receiver if he's not. Watch and see, says the text line. Levy knows DG's out the door after the bowl game. Arnold's <laughs> your starter next season. Well, I would think if that were true, and if Levy knows the DG's out the door, we'd be hearing a lot more about OU being uh, aggressive in the transfer portal for a quarterback, and we've seen none of that. I mean, you got to. Where does this stuff come from? I don't know. I mean, well, I I, I know like there, there's a, a few texts on here right now. There's a rumor out there that Muleshi was interviewing for the Denver Broncos job. You guys got fooled by Tattoo Baker again. Tattoo Baker's very good at what he does, and he put out a tweet earlier that I think some people are running with. <laughs> I wouldn't believe that Muleshi was interested in the Broncos job. Uh, well, he may be interested in getting a raise uh, yeah, exactly. at University of Southern Cal. Yes. But he's not – He's not going to Denver, man. I'm just, I'm just telling you right now, it ain't happening. And hey, perhaps I end up being massively wrong on this, but you have to really be wanting to leave USC to take the Broncos' job instead. He 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 would be better off waiting and taking the uh, the Rams' job, the Chargers' job. I mean, there's a bunch of jobs out there where it, the Rams isn't necessarily one of them, where there's good quarterbacks, young quarterbacks, and you know franchises that are in much better shape right now than, than what you see in Denver. Denver's got they'll, they'll some massive problems. There'll probably be another NFL job that opens up uh, on, was it Black Monday coming up in a, in, in a few weeks? That'll be better than the Broncos sure. job. Yeah. No, I, I, I totally agree with that. I, I don't see him going to Denver – the only thing I, I I feel like would pull him to Denver right now is, like I said earlier, uh, how close it is to Vermejo, New Mexico. That's it. Yeah, and if the Broncos plan to move the franchise from Denver and build their new stadium in Vermejo, New Mexico, that's when it could get serious. <laughs> right. Yeah, I, I, I don't think that's happening. And I also don't think Dylan Gabriel's going to get into the transfer portal. Um, and I don't think – I if Dylan Gabriel was going to the transfer portal, there would be some panic buying right now at quarterback. Um, they'd be all over the Grayson McCall kid uh, if he hasn't committed anywhere. Like, and even if they thought that – which they don't, but even if they thought Jackson Arnold was going to be the starter next year right out of the gate – They'd be trying to address the backup quarterback 100%, situation. 100%. So, it's just, it's, it's not the case. Uh, what's your early week feel on this bowl game on Thursday? Um, I think it's tight. I favor FSU in a tight one. Yeah, I, um, I might have Florida State winning around that like 10, 14, somewhere right around there. The path to victory, I was thinking about this earlier today. Like, What's OU's path to victory? Well, it'd be nice if they're able to consistently run the ball with the young offensive line and young running backs. But 
realistically, man, I think path to victory to me um, is in a shootout where you take advantage of a little bit of a shaky Florida State secondary and you hit on a ton of big plays down the field. That's right. my path to victory. Yeah, I think that I think they can push the ball downfield. The, the question is, are they going to be able to protect long enough to to get out of the the super short lateral passing game? Um, most likely going to have three new starters on the offensive line, perhaps four new starters in this game. And uh, it, it, if, if those guys don't play well, it's going to be hard to win. It's going to be it's going to be difficult for them to you know to do the things that they need to do in the running game, in the pass game protection wise, short yardage, being able to get movement. I mean that, that could be could be tough. But hey, you know what? There's a chance that maybe some of those guys come out and play well. Now Tyler Guyton, I think, could play really well. He's not going to play better than than what we got all year with Anton Harrison, but. He could play well and could be an upgrade over what you had with Wanye Morris and Jake Sexton or Taylor, which whatever one of the Jakes comes in, I think you could get some some good solid play from. And in the interior, um, yeah, I, someone mentioned Savion Bird. Been like hearing that. good things about him for yeah. a long time, but you know apparently he's just he's had trouble. You know, staying consistent and just flat out knowing what he's supposed to do. But if a month of of uh, starting reps, you know, in preparation, maybe that gets him in a good spot where you can really focus on Florida State. You're gonna there. There perhaps should be fewer surprises that you get in this game than than maybe throughout the the duration of a season. So I don't know. I'm not. I'm not totally saying there's no chance they win the game. Uh, this text says, does Drake Stoops have an op- option to come back next year or not? Yes, and we think that he's going to come back. Uh, yeah, I think so. Tommy says, we don't want Riley in Denver. Uh, well, I, better than the last head coach you had, most likely. Uh, let's see. They have a backup quarterback, guys, General Booty. Yeah, well, General Booty, did he? he did not – jog onto the field one time meaningful or not right uh well he was allegedly supposed to the texas game and had a allergic reaction before allegedly so no i i i I don't think that he did mike in springfield says maybe you've already mentioned chiefs orlando brown and creed humphrey all pros creed should have been named last year as well yeah oh you did pretty well with uh pro bowlers i tweeted this out uh, a couple days ago, I'm going to try to find it here. Eight former Sooners uh, selected to the Pro Bowl. Four of the 16 offensive linemen will be former, former Sooners. The NFC has uh, Jalen Hurts, CeeDee Lamb, Trent Williams, Lane Johnson, and Tressway. The AFC has Mark Andrews, Orlando Brown, and Creed Humphrey. Yeah, four of the 16 offensive linemen in the game will be former Sooners. I Well, Lane Johnson got hurt, so I guess he may not be playing, but y- you get the point there. They yeah. had a really good, really good day there. Very nicely done. Very nicely done. Um, some good stuff going out there for some of the uh, the Sooner players, but, for sure. But back to the cheese at Bowl, I wonder what a win would do just for the overall mood of the fan base. Because I, I, I don't really know where it's at right now. It 
kind of probably depends on the person, right, how they feel about things moving forward. I don't think a win makes this a successful season, but it would be your best win of the year against a team that's probably yeah. the best team that's not in a New Year's Six Bowl game. Like, if you combine that with the top five class they just had, I, I, I feel like there would be a pretty happy mood after things, combining those two things going into the offseason. But I, I don't know. I'd be, I'd be very interested to hear what that kind of would, would, you know, would feel and look like if they were able to beat a good Florida State team. Yeah, I, I think um, it would be, you know, especially if some young guys play well. Like if, if, the, if your young guys on the offensive line hold up really well, um, if, let's say, Javante Barnes has a blowout night, um, maybe Nick Anderson at, uh, at wide receiver has a, has a really big day, you know, like if, if you saw – if they get a win – and it comes on the back of some performances by some young guys. I think that could be something that really carries you through the uh, through the offseason. But you know what's going to come with that, right? Expectations. Massive no. expectations for those guys next year. Nope. No, no, no. What comes with that is, why weren't these guys playing all year? Oh, yeah, of course. Right? So uh, Your favorite if, thing. I hope that if, happens. If that happens, uh, expect that to, to come full blast from uh, the text line and the in the Twitter sphere, uh, failing to remember that they had a month to practice the game plan going in, not a handful of days. Okay, so. Just start to prepare yourself now. That's all it's you need incoming. this offseason is for uh, a lot of those comments to roll in, which I'm, I'm here for it. Uh, right. This one says, if Gabriel was not returning next year, I would think the coaching staff wouldn't have let Nick Evers transfer. Maybe. I, again, I, if Gabriel wasn't coming back, they'd be finding someone in the portal. That's the, that's the point. Right. Yeah. Yep. I agree. I agree. All right, uh, any more text there to get to or hit a timeout? Yeah, we got a few that we can get uh, coming up next. I, I found an interesting mock draft today that had Anton Harrison in the first round. Yeah. Uh, I've seen some that have him around 25 or so. Yeah, I'll, is, I'll run down that one. There were some interesting names in there. But, yeah, it looks like he's trending towards being a first-round pick for him. Yep. Good stuff. All right, quick time out. More from the rush coming up. Final hour rolls on next. Stay Make the tuned. right call for OU coverage in the Sooner State. Lock it on the Ref Sports Radio Network. Your home for Sooner fans. This season serves as a reminder to stop, reflect, and focus on what matters most. At Landers, we know it's important to do good or anything on uh, Soonersports.com. I haven't looked, but I do have a video, about a two-minute video here, of Caleb Kelly interviewing Deshaun White after practice today. Uh, pretty entertaining. I'll, I'll play that here. Here's your uh, OU practice report from Caleb Kelly. I am here with Deshaun White, number 23 on the field, number one in your heart, the senior linebacker coming from Fort Worth, Texas. Yeah. Listen, Deshaun, i got a couple questions for you. Game week, OU versus Florida State. Mm-hmm. Talk about the history a little bit. Talk about how you feel playing as a senior in your last ball game. Um, 
Man, it's a it's a big opportunity. Um, I feel I feel blessed to sort of have this opportunity uh, just to have such a good opponent. They've got a great offense, great defense, great everything, um, and just to be able to get out of there one more time as a team. Uh, I'm looking forward to it. They got a good running quarterback now, somebody who yeah. can pass the ball, somebody who can run the ball. Mm -hmm. What are we doing this week to make sure we contain him and handle business in that area? Yeah, um, we got to be ready to stop the run on all levels with this team. As you know, they they, um, they got a running quarterback, but they also run the ball very well. They like to get in the stretch game, so we got to win our gaps. Uh, we got to play really sound football, and we got to make sure there's always somebody for the quarterback. And when you approach the quarterback, you got to approach him with the right leverage. You know, that's been a big spot of emphasis uh, this week, so. That's good. Now, you got to have a little bit of fun this week. You know, bowl week, we yeah. get to go around, we get to have a good time. Yeah. Universal Studios yesterday, right? Yeah. All the rides. We're, they, we're talking about Harry Potter, all the Marvel rides. What was the best ride that you went on yesterday in Universal Studios? Uh, I got to go with two. I'm not gonna, okay, so the Harry Potter uh, simulator was crazy. Crazy. It was too cool. But the Velociraptor? Yeah. Yeah, they got it going on on the Velociraptor. I'm going to say that. What what they part do you like? You like the flips? You like the twist? You going what? You're going to the flip with the twist. Ooh. And do both at the same time. You both at the same time? Yeah. yeah. Something like that. Okay, that's yeah. good. That's good. That's yeah. good. Well, we're looking forward to this week. Uh, and any message one more time while we got the Sean White, man. man. A message to the Sooner Nation. I love y'all. Uh, let's finish the right way. Yeah. Boomer Sooner. Boomer. There you go. Uh, Caleb Kelly with Deshaun nice. White. I wish Deshaun White was coming back next year. He seems like a really good kid, and I think he's had a really good year. Yeah. Yeah. I think he has. Um, he, he's, he's given them some stability in a transitional year. The, the fact that, you know, he was able to move to that cheetah spot from inside backer, uh, you know, I don't know what else they would have done there. Um, I think that was that was really beneficial for them. Now, I think that they can improve at that spot, right? And and find a, a, a player that maybe it fits the body type and their their skill set a little bit better. Which I don't I don't say that to say that that he hasn't done well. I think he did. Like I said, as as kind of a transitional time uh, that he was able to step in and play that role, but. Um, I think that they can probably tailor fit that position to someone's skill set moving forward. But yeah, he he did some good stuff for him. There's no doubt. Um, and maybe they'll know, upgrade at that plays. spot next year with who they're bringing in. But I mean, still, I if you we do under the radar every Monday and Friday, and maybe it's I hope it's not under the radar. But he's had a he, he's had a good year for the spot that he was put in. He has, he has now. He's had some mistakes out there, and he's had some costly mistakes, you know, but you can't single him out and say that, you know, he's, he's a guy that has had a bunch of costly mistakes, you know, that everyone kind of falls into that category right now. But, yeah, he's had a good year. He's had a good career, good solid career from Deshaun White. So this is a CBS Sports mock draft. Um, some surprises in here for me. Bryce mm -hmm. Young, number one overall to the Texans. I don't think that that's too big of a surprise there. Uh, I mean, they're going to take a quarterback. Is it Bryce Young or C.J. Stroud? Jalen Carter, D-line uh, from Georgia, number two overall to the Bears. Stud. Will Anderson, number three overall to the Seahawks because Stud. the Broncos are god-awful this year and they're giving the Seahawks the number three overall pick. <laughs> Uh, Miles Murphy out of Clemson defensive line, four overall to the Cardinals. Th Stud. Th this is one that I said, whoa, okay. Will Levis, number five overall to the Indianapolis Colts. 
It is interesting. Um, you know what's fascinating? And I, it's weird because I haven't seen him play a whole heck of a lot, honestly. Just hasn't worked out that way. Um, but I saw a video of him throwing like just some just throwing like at a uh, at a practice, just throwing routes to guys. Dude, he has an absolute rifle for an arm. Had no idea how how well he throws the Six, football. Six three two thirty two. Yeah, I, yep. I can see it. He can rip the football. So. Yeah, I, it is kind of shocking, but it's it's almost one of those, and I'm not saying he's going to be Josh Allen, but Josh Allen didn't, like, Will Levis has had a ton more success in college than Josh oh, Allen did. Yeah, he wasn't great. I mean, he really wasn't all that great at Wyoming his last year. It, it's measurables. They're going off the measurables. Big, durable, and has an absolute cannon uh, to to fire the football, so yeah, it is a little bit surprising. But whenever you see him throw it a little bit and sling it around, it's like okay, I could, I see this guy. I you know I, I wasn't I wasn't really sold on him as a passer, but man, whenever you see the raw tools that he has, it's not all that shocking. You'll uh, you'll like this one. Six overall to the Falcons, which OU didn't face him this year. Tyree Wilson, the edge out of Texas Tech, 6'6", yeah. 275. Yeah. He's an absolute freak of a football player. He's, he's, he looks like – I compared him to, uh, what was it, um, Mario Williams that out of NC State way back in the day that went to uh, Houston. Yep. He looks – that's who he looks like in my opinion. Uh, just an absolute freak show of a football player. Not a shock at all. You know, when he walks in the door, you don't even say anything else. You just draft the kid right there. C.J. Stroud, uh, eight overall to the Carolina Panthers. And before the year started, it was, well, C.J. Stroud could be the number one overall pick to the Houston Texans. And now this mock draft by CBS has him as the third quarterback taken. What, what happened? What happened this year? Oh, I don't know that anything necessarily happened. I think you could probably you could probably rotate those guys through. Where was Levis going? Uh, to the Colts at five. The Colts. You know, I think that Levis is a little bit more of a project than Stroud and Bryce Young are. So it just kind of, you know, I think it just depends on style and staff of who they, they choose of those three guys. I wouldn't. I wouldn't see Will Levis going number one overall, but perhaps you could see a C.J. Stroud yeah. going one overall. Yeah, he's got better size than uh, Bryce Young. I, I guess that's going to be Bryce Young's drawback, right? Is yeah. you know he's just not like you mentioned Will Levis' size. Bryce Young is. I mean, he's frail, man. He's not a big kid. There's a lot of people that think that Bryce Young was better this year than he was last year. Um, again, I I didn't get a chance to see a whole heck of a lot of Alabama. Uh, but, you know, just kind of what he was surrounded with and what he had to work with, and uh, I guess he took way more on his shoulders this year than he did last year when he won the Heisman. Here's uh, Quentin Johnston, 11 overall to the Houston Texans. Want to pair him up with their first uh, overall pick at quarterback. Yeah. 
Uh, 13 overall to the Titans, JSN out of Ohio State, Jackson Smith and Jigba. He wasn't even the best wide receiver on their team this year. Going to go no, top 15. And, but uh, – Harrison Jr.'s not draft eligible, is yeah, he? Yeah, yeah, correct. Right. Yeah, He's just, yeah. what, a redshirt yeah. freshman or something crazy? Um, I, I, I mentioned some interesting ones. Here's probably the most interesting. Round one, 15 overall to the New York Jets, Anthony Richardson out of Florida. I was not impressed by the way that he threw the ball this year. That would be a suspect pick at 15 overall. Huh. Well, I think – are they – I don't know – if they're factoring in, like, they think that Anthony Richardson's good enough to go 15, if they're thinking that the Jets are dumb enough to make that pick at 15. Oh, well, yeah, that's probably it, the latter there. <laughs> yeah, that's definitely Yeah, no it. way. Uh, I, but he's a big athlete. I mean, it, that's one thing that you could say. He can, he can do some things out there. But, man, he's not a very refined passer, and I would uh, – I'd have a hard time pulling the trigger on my first-round pick with him. Same. Definitely same. Jordan Addison, 17 overall to the Packers. There you go, Aaron Rodgers. Your first uh, first-round wide receiver in however long, only for you to leave this offseason. Yeah, right after he retires, they're <laughs> going to take a receiver first round. Uh, that'd be great. Uh, Jared Verse, the edge out of Florida State, 6'4", 248. Is he playing in this bowl game? Yes, he is. Oh, my gosh. 18 overall right. to the Lions. There we that'd go, be... Tyler Guyton. Let's see what you got, baby. Yeah. Bijan Robinson, twenty overall to the Tampa Bay Bucks. Stud, good pick. Yeah, that'd be a great pick. Uh, let's see, Drew Sanders, the edge out of Arkansas, twenty six overall to the well, he's Denver a Broncos. Mike Backer, he's not an edge, well, right? They, they, no, I mean I don't. He didn't play edge at Arkansas. Um, I don't know if they think that he's going to play edge in the NFL or what. But yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, he's a, he's a really good player. Uh, I think he made All American on a couple of different, um, or a couple of different he's publications. He's a finalist, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was. Yeah, stud. I think he's like six four, six five. He is uh, a lot. He reminds me of Brian Urlacher. Ooh, uh, Jalen Hyatt, wide receiver out of Tennessee, twenty seven overall to the Dallas Cowboys. <sighs> I'd like him, but I think it's too high. I think there's better wideouts out there. Yeah. Jay Essen. Pick number 30, Anton Harrison out of Oklahoma. 6'5", 315, offensive tackle to the Vikings. He's got a lot of upside. He really does. Good athleticism. Gained a lot of good experience. Man, the growth he had in one year this season at Oklahoma was tremendous. Came in, bit of a question mark, but was consistent, solid, week in, week out. The entire season, didn't have to worry about him at all, had a really good year. But here's the thing, man. If if things go right, Tyler Guyton could be better. Yeah. He's got better tools. He's longer. He's uh, – I think he's he moves quicker. He's more athletic. Um, but, you know, can he get it down? He's still, still fairly raw. They have uh, Jameer Gibbs from Alabama going to the last pick in the first round. And, you know, I am uh, very hesitant on drafting running backs in the first round. Um, but if I was a Not team, and, and it depends on what your um, roster structure looks like, but if I got a chance to draft Bijan Robinson, I'd have a hard time not doing it. I, I, just, yeah. I, I feel like he's going to be a star. I do too. Uh, he's going to be good. But the Gibbs kid, and I know he's a transfer from Tech, but 
the track record with Alabama running backs in the NFL, pretty salty. Yeah, pretty is good. Derrick Henry starting to fumble quite. I mean, it doesn't matter. Like he's he's proven in this league how good of a player he is. But yeah, they've been scattered all over the league for about twelve years now. Yep. All right, quick timeout. More from the rush coming up. A couple of segments left here from Newcastle. Stay tuned. Football is here, and your home for the best Sooner coverage statewide is the Ref. From the booth to the sidelines and beyond, our guys are there. The OU football talk you crave is right here on your home for Sooner fans, the Ref Radio Sports Network. Uh, for a reminder, Thursday is game day for OU and the Cheez It Bowl. I'll be in Chickasha, Legends Pub House and Venue from, uh, well, really all day, from 2 to whenever the postgame show is over. 2 to 4.30, we're going to do our pregame show. I'll be with Travis Davidson. Uh, watch the game there in Chickasha and then the, uh, do the two-hour postgame show. And uh, you'll be live in uh, Orlando on the call of the game. Are, are you leaving on Wednesday to, to get down there? What day are you leaving? Yeah. Yes, I am. Leave Wednesday Perfect. at... I think 11.30 or so. It's early. Uh, it's before noon, I'm pretty sure. Um, but I'm not 1,000% on the uh, departure time as of right now. So it took them – we didn't get the – I don't think we got the information until, like, was it yesterday? Maybe it was – Maybe it was the day before yesterday. You, you won't be flying with the team because the team's already there, but you do fly with the team throughout the season, I'm guessing. Right. How is that different from any other random commercial flight? Is there a uh, – I'm guessing there's not flight attendants coming up and down the aisles, flying with the team, taking drink orders and yeah. everything else? Well, they don't take drink orders, but they, they're coming up and down the aisles nonstop with food and beverages. Um. You just you you basically get on. You've got uh, you got a seat chart. You get on there. There's a bag of food and drinks waiting for you there in your seat. Um, Sounds awesome. And then they're up and down the aisles non like and also whenever you get on, they're usually giving away like giving you sandwiches or something. There's some type of food there, and it's just it's constant food and beverages the entire time. You're turning things down. The entire flight. That sounds awesome. What doesn't sound awesome, and it's the, I I love to travel, but the one thing I hate about traveling is inevitably being stuck in the back of the plane while everyone's trying to unload, and you just see firsthand how slow some people are. Um, uh, Unloading an entire football team off a plane would be, I feel like that would be pretty maddening to experience. Well, it's not it's not as bad as you think because there's not there's hardly any carry-on in there. Almost everyone's baggage is underneath. Yeah. So it doesn't take long. And how about this, Tyler? Uh, most places, not all of them, you're exiting out of the front and Ooh, the back. That's clutch. Man. Yeah. If only. If only Southwest Flights had that. I know. Man. I know it. It's not bad. It, it's really, you get spoiled flying that way after football games, because um, you play a, a road game across the country and you're home sleeping in your own bed that night and usually not very long afterwards. 
Uh, usually the, the lengthiest process is leaving the locker room after the game. Yeah. Once you get the, tr- the buses moving and everything, it's usually pretty quick because you got a, you got a uh, police escort to the airport right out. You know how you sit in traffic whenever you leave the stadium? You just go right around all of that. Uh, it's do I know about nice. sitting in traffic after? A, I mean, I do a two-hour post-game show, which helps with it's that on game day. There. But I mean, still, OU Texas, I'll still sit in that traffic yeah. trying to get back to the hotel. Yeah, it's it's pretty sweet. Uh, there are, there are zero complaints from me on that end of things. Absolutely. Uh, what did Sean just say? Listening to sports radio all these years, I assume the players had to walk to games or hitchhike. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, the difficulties of playing on the road. Yeah. It's tough. It's tough. It's brutal. Uh, Can you imagine sitting in a sitting on a bus for thirty minutes driving to the stadium? It's just brutal. How can you be expected to play under those conditions? I don't know how. On three did an interesting article from worst to first, ranking the best twenty twenty two year two coaching jobs in college football. Uh, obviously, we're hoping here that Brent Venables has a really good year two, but there were some coaches out there that had some very strong year twos. Uh, oh yeah, Josh Heupel probably had the best year yep. two. They're playing in the Orange Bowl. How about Brett Bielema at Illinois? They opened the season like yeah. seven and one, almost beat Michigan late in the year. Lance Leipold at Kansas. They're going to a bowl game. Shane Beamer at South Carolina. They had a great yeah. end of the year. Um, Clark, uh, Jed Fish at Arizona. There's life in Tucson on the gridiron. Yes. Clark Lee at Vanderbilt. They almost made a bowl game. Uh, and then you got Sark at Texas, who made this list as well. What do you What do you think about Sark's year two? Eight and four from five and seven. Uh, good, good. I I think the the most impressive part about what Sark has done is he seems to be way better at avoiding the uh, catastrophic situations, whether it's on the field, off the field, whatever it might be. He's added stability there. And I know people don't like to hear that, but yeah, he I, think he, I think he's got a really good staff. Um, they've recruited really well. What did they end up? Four? Three? Uh, I think three. Three? Um and they, and They're they going to be a force they, to be reckoned with. They may now, not be done it, yet. We'll see. It's going to come down to what is Arch Manning. If if Arch Manning is, you know, just kind of the same as Quinn Ewers, then I think that they're they're going to be good. I don't know that they're going to be a playoff threat. Um, they still have not been good at quarterback. When's no. the last time they were good at quarterback? Uh, Colt, I mean, really good Colt McCoy. Yeah. I yeah. don't know. I, Ellinger was, was good. good. Yeah, Ellinger was good, especially. The, he was, well, the last time they had a good quarterback, they had Ellinger, but they didn't have anything else exa- yeah. at, at the time. Yeah. He was kind of a, a one-man show for him. But right now they've been, we'll see how they replace B. John Robinson because he's been a huge part of their offense, and he made up for the, the lack of quarterback play. So, I They've, they've got some trouble ahead, but as far as how he's running the program, he's he's done a really good job so far. I hate to say it. I uh, didn't realize it until today, but they play on Thursday as well, right after OU. As soon as that game is over, it's Texas and Washington in the uh, Valero Alamo Bowl. Dude, that game. It's going to be an awesome game. It's going to be awesome. I, 
I cannot wait to see uh, Penix. Dude, he's. I bet he's hit more deep balls than anyone else in the country. Well, he's this got year. And uh, I, almost forty five hundred passing yards this year. Yeah, it's crazy. And I feel like every every time I saw Washington highlights on ESPN, he's just ripping 50, 60-yard deep balls down the seam and uh, completing them, hitting guys dead in stride. Um, his, last game, yard receiver his last and, game, he was 25 of 43 for 485 yards, three <laughs> touchdowns against the Wazoo in the uh, Crapple Cup. Yeah, and Washington State's a – a uh, pretty salty football team. They're not bad. They had a, another uh, totally decent year. They were seven and six. Had a had a rough stretch there in the middle of the year where they lost to uh, USC, Oregon State, and Utah. But I mean, here's their losses on the year. They lost to Oregon, USC, Oregon State, Utah, and Washington. I mean, those are all real good teams. So, and they were a oh god, Kalen DeBoer's a first year head coach, isn't he? I think he's second. Isn't he a second year? I the feel like guy, they, they fired Jimmy fired Lake. For, yeah, like punched uh, somebody on the sideline. Is that what he did? Is that what happened? I thought he got fired for the uh, – maybe that was like the, the final straw because wasn't he suing the university over like the COVID vaccine stuff? Yeah, something. Well, that was the Washington State head coach, right? Oh, yeah, I thought Rolovich. that's what you were talking about. Yeah, uh, so yeah, get, yeah, Washington's head coach, he's a first-year guy. Yeah, and they are right. uh, ten and two. Jeez, chance to win eleven. I think Washington's going to win that game Thursday night. No Bijan for Texas. It's going to be tough for for UT. Yeah, he's been so big to them. Quinn Ewers is going to have to show up, which he has not done much of so far this year. Uh, good staff at UT says the text line except uh, except for the domestic abuse, monkey bites, and strippers. This says JFA better than Manning. Watch Texas fans will be calling for Manning to play over Ewers this season, but TBH, our fans want JFA over Gabriel. Yeah. Well, everyone always wants the person that they haven't seen make a mistake yet. That's how it always goes. And sometimes, rarely, it works out. Most of the time, it is way slower of a process than they would like to believe. Washington got their quarterback and wide receiver returning next year. Yeah, they do. There, there's some intriguing teams out there that will be considered like that might be picked by some people to make the playoff next year that haven't really been a you know regular participant in it. I think Florida State's some people are going to pick them to make the playoff next year. LSU. Uh, USC, maybe even this Washington team we're talking about. Next year is uh, going to be interesting for uh, – uh, like Bama's got to reload at quarterback. Um, Georgia's got to reload at quarterback. Yeah. Um, I, Ohio State's got to reload at quarterback. Did I say that one already? Like ne- Next year could be I- – I don't know how wide open it's going to be, but I, I don't know. Uh, maybe next year is one of the more wide open years that we're going to have in the sport. Yeah. It's it's hard to know, hard to know what's going to happen. I, who is going to be quarterback at Alabama? I I don't know how active they are in the portal right now. If they're trying to get someone, McCall, Grayson McCall, that's he's Maybe. the best quarterback left, isn't he? Uh, yeah. yeah, he. I mean, unless you think he's Spencer Sanders is better, but probably one of those yeah. two guys. Dylan Gabriel. Oh, Dylan God. Gabriel. 
Yeah. All right, quick timeout. More from the rush coming up. We will wrap things up next. Stay tuned. Football is here, and your home for the best Sooner coverage statewide is the ref. From the booth to the sidelines and beyond.